Welcome back guys to The Round Table. My name is Adam, beside me, Victor, Hi, everyone. Kenny, Smith, and today we're going to talk about Singapore banks and an update on what the banks are like in 2021. Uh, we actually did a video, a round table on Singapore banks back in August 2020 last year. If you check our YouTube channel, uh, you're gonna, you can watch that video as well. We'll hit a link as well and you can have, it, uh, have a look at that. But we're going to find out where the banks are at right now because uh, if you remember during COVID, the banks were hit. Right, yep. like as every other stock as well, uh, they had to cut their dividends. The MAS was like, let's put a cap, sixty percent cap, on the dividends that the banks could pay. And but then recently, since we did that video in August, from October onwards, the share prices of all three banks in Singapore have just done really well, extremely well. Like I think they gained about thirty percent. Yeah. 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 So I think a lot of people are interested about what's happening with the banks and whether there's still opportunity. an opportunity to look at that. All right. Yeah. So I think we should start with the obvious. Why have the banks, all three banks, the share prices have gone up so much since October until now? Yep. Yep. Well, that's because we talk about it on our channel. So if you guys <laughs> like, <laughs> remember to subscribe. Like but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, uh, what most importantly is there's a, a lot of uh, hidden earning potential for the bank uh, moving forward. And firstly, it's because um, they expect the loan loss, uh, provision for loan losses to go down. So credit costs will come under control this year. And then that will uh, boost their earnings. That's number one. Second is they expect uh, earnings, uh, their loan growth, uh, to improve in the next uh, two years and at the same time although net interest margin is not going to increase for the next two years because the Fed says it's going to keep the interest flat right and Singapore's uh, benchmark is tagged to the SORA right mm. so that will be flat but then eventually it will be offset or maybe most of the growth will come from SORA then of course eventually uh, what happened is uh, a lot of people are also expecting the economy to open up and once people spend more all these uh, cut fees are going to come back mm. and eventually who knows once everything is okay and uh, the, the MAS will release the cap and uh, they will start to uh, issue 100% of the dividends as right. they did before the COVID period yeah. yeah so I think it's actually again the investor expectation again right so a lot of people expect the banks not going to do well that's why their share price uh, decreased at the point of time uh, but of course, all the recent quarters, uh, the bank shows good results. It's not as bad as what a lot of people think, right? Especially the wealth management of all the three banks actually did very well, yeah. right? And because a lot of people are into investing right now, right? So so it's not as bad as a lot of people think. And Kenny also talked about the loan relief for this also is improving. And the those loans that is on moratorium is actually reducing also. So, so that, that also... Uh, help out in the rising of all these banks and also because of all this good news right people are expecting you know the dividends kept to be eased off and of course the optimism caused everyone to buy you know the moment after the fourth quarter result came out and the bank just shoot up you know? yeah and then not to forget that i think a lot of analysts also upgraded the bank stocks in Singapore to yep. buy from neutral to buy. Okay, okay that actually kind of. So you're saying people market. actually listen to the analysts? Well, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure they do because yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of research there. They actually do yeah. help. Yeah. So yeah. they usually analysts. Uh, I think a lot of institutional investors they may read the analyst reports. Yep. So they may follow their recommendations. So because of the upgrade, I think there were a lot of uh, net inflows or money from institutional investors to invest in the bank, and that kind of lift up the overall. 
uh, sentiments yep. as a whole, right? Because of all these good news that uh, I think we are listening now. Uh, last year, remember, I think we still have uh, digital banks, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of fears, question on mm-hmm. uh, how digital bank is going to affect the traditional bank, right? And I think yep. digital bank phase pretty much over now. They are probably trying to build out the digital bank and push out, but that was going to take uh, two years, which we actually mentioned uh, in the last uh, video. Mm-hmm. So I think the news is no longer there. So I think people are like less worried mm-hmm. versus. Yep. A year ago. Yeah, I think yeah. whenever, whenever yeah. something new comes in unexpected, not unexpected, but something <laughs> new, they get yeah. kind of like, everyone gets kind of like jittery and wonder whether this is going to affect um, whatever you're investing in. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but I think what I'm hearing from you guys overall is that the COVID-19 has, we've kind of like gone through it. Yes. We mm-hmm. kind of know what to expect. Vaccinations are going up. Wow. You know, yeah. yep. It seems like we're living in the pandemic right now, but we're going to get through yeah. it. And we see the light at the end of the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. Yep. Right, so a lot of people are just expecting the banks and maybe other ex- sectors of the economy as well yeah. to just kind of like improve from here on out. Yep. So that's what I'm hearing. So right? basically, the banks have bottomed out. That's what okay. a lot of people think. That's yep. what the market thinks. Yep. So that's why the prices have gone up 30% since October. Yep. So for those who actually bought banks uh, last year, last year, it was a great time. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, like Kenny was saying, if you watched our video, um, maybe <laughs> you know you could have uh, had a look then, but so I think the next question for investors about banks is that so will dividends return? So I think right now we've yeah. you've yep. already said that the cap is still there's a sixty percent cap from yep. uh, twenty nineteen, mm. uh, the, the the dividends that they paid. Yep. All right. So is this cap going to be uh, eased off or removed? Uh, what do you think? And you know what the banks yield right now okay so actually for the banks to even release the cap or to ease off the cap right firstly they have to be very strong in their financials and there's also must be sign that ms can see that you know all these loans relief are improving you know so if you look at the banks right right now the three of them the the ct1 ratio actually uh are still maintaining at very high in fact only uh uob and ocbc actually uh strengthen even further their their CET1 ratio, mm-hmm. right? And all the three banks, right, they hit record uh, CASA ratio, right? The current account saving account ratio. And and especially uh, DBS was at 73%, right? The rest was at 60 plus and 50 plus percent, but it's their record, you know, because they use, especially the, the, the smaller two banks, they have lower CASA ratio. So based on the factors going on, right, uh, a lot of analysts also uh, saying that, you know, there's chances that the banks is going to, you know, uh, sorry, the MAS is going to uncap, you know, the the dividends on mm-hmm. them. But then, of course, the banks is not only in Singapore. They are also regional. So Singapore economy most likely is, is doing much better moving forward. But mm-hmm. for the other regions, right, they are still experiencing the COVID uh, as they may not be managing as well as Singapore. So a lot of the markets out there, they are talking about instead of releasing the whole Cap right, they're probably going to ease off bit by bit, gradual progress on it, mm-hmm. right? So all this will probably going to uh be announced. People are speculating is that second quarter twenty twenty one. So we have to really wait for what the MS going to say. Whatever they say will really change the game of the dividends, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think I guess it also depends on the state of the economy that uh, a lot of banks have exposure in the Southeast Asia market. So if Southeast Asia countries can manage COVID nineteen very well, the vaccinations can you know continue to roll out. People get vaccinated, and as people get vaccinated, I think we can expect the economy to recover from there. So mm-hmm. as things get better, people start to travel, people start to do transaction. I think uh, generally the sentiment will improve, and that may you know mm. let the MS to you know, 
start to think whether they should implement continue to keep the cap over yeah. there or I think the, the yeah. reason for the cap in the first place was to yeah. conserve cash yes correct yeah. right so I think but what you say, say, uh, said about the CET1 ratios yeah. and all that it, the banks the Singapore banks look very well capitalized right? yeah. so it doesn't seem like they're going to have an issue with um, yeah. cash like, well, like we said in the previous video MS is trying to be conservative, conservative you know? yeah, yeah. So they could, I think they could very well ease off the cap in stages. It yep. looks like a Singapore way to do things, right? <laughs> <laughs> you slowly do it, and then uh, we could see the dividends go up. So, so based on the cap right now, what are the yields of the banks? At okay, point, so right? if you based on the cap, right, the yield for the three banks are is range between two point seven to three point one percent. Okay, okay, so that's about three percent, right? Yeah, correct. So this is with the cap. With the cap. So, so you assume, assume pre COVID. Yeah, pre COVID. Yeah, pre COVID right, is the, the range is between four point three to four point six. Okay. So if you if you believe that the banks can really you know recover from all this and go back to the pre cap, mm -hmm. right? Then four point three to four point six percent is quite attractive for the banks. You know anything above four percent, I think is very attractive dividend yield for our bank investors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, so that what you're saying is that even though share prices have gone up thirty percent since October, yep. if yeah. you look at the pre cap. Yep. Dividend, uh, uh, dividends that are paid out. Yep. The yield is actually about over four percent. Over four percent, which is actually not too bad. Yeah, yeah. for banks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so of course, for those who uh, listened to our video last, last year, year, I yeah. mean, we bought banks. Mm. I think you are just happily yeah, collecting five plus, your yield. Last year when yeah. we shared was five plus, close to six percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Assuming pre pre cap. Pre, yeah. pre cap. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you already have yeah. a bank stocks you bought last year, I think yeah. you pretty much just hold on, hold on to it, and then just wait for the recovery to take place right? yeah and then while well, collect your five percent you kind of return mm -hmm. once they lift up the cap yeah once yeah. you have the cap but i think a lot of uh, investors were spooked at that point in time because yep. there was going to be a cap so investors <laughs> uh the dividend was dropping so that's why the you know, share price came down so now it looks like it's reversing in the other way mm, yeah. and even though like uh yeah it's went up 30 percent the the yield still looks pretty interesting this yep. yeah. yeah based on the pre-covid levels if yeah. assuming that you believe that the banks will return to the pre-covid dividends which yep. is probably a matter of time we, yep. we just don't know when right yeah but uh, it when. seems very high probability yeah, that just, you're going yeah. To do it. yeah okay so based on the yield it looks like the bank uh the banks in general look like a something that you could consider okay yep. we don't say it's attractive or anything like that but uh so what about the valuation i know yield is a way of valuing it but what about their price to book ratios what's it like at this point okay if we talk about the three banks as a whole right as the whole, their average PB is range is about 1.29 as a three of the three banks. This is the long-term average. Yeah, the whole we talk about the whole bank itself, right? Yeah, three, the three banks act together. So if you look at their average is 1.29, right now they are just in between the average and one standard deviation down. Right. Okay. So they are actually slowly, right, as the whole the whole bank economy is actually slowly reverting back to the mean. Mm -hmm. Right. So right now they are still, I would say. Uh, undervalued because they are still below their average, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of people are betting that they're going to go back to their average when it recovered, which is there's a high probability that it's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? So if you talk about individual banks, the three of them, right? Uh, DBS is the one that already surpassed their average and still moving up towards the one standard deviation upper limit, mm -hmm. right? Whereas the OCBC and UOB actually rebounded uh, past the uh, one standard deviation downwards, right? Okay. But they are still in between uh, moving towards their average. Right. So if you talk about attractiveness, I think OCBC and UOB does uh, seems a, a better uh, in terms of valuation compared to DBS. Right? Okay. So valuations, even on a price to book uh, basis, yep. they still look undervalued at this yep. point in time. And uh, OCBC and UOB are still 
Attract- more, more attractive, more attractive than, than BBS at this point. Yes, yeah. correct. But all three have actually just basically rebounded since their lows in correct. in October. Yeah. yeah. So I think the question would be: So, would you buy? I mean, at this point, thirty um, percent uh, gain. Some people might say, "Oh, I missed the boat." Right? Yep. Uh, would you? But as an investor, like for yourself, would you actually still consider the banks if you were looking at a bank stock at this point in time? I bought last year, so I yeah. don't think I'm not gonna. At any position further, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, things have improved. Uh, over time, maybe you start to improve even more. But for now, no risk reward ratio. I think it doesn't really make sense for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, I like to invest when you know people are spooked, scared, and I, I feel a bit scared myself. <laughs> I think that's when you get the best possible returns. But uh, right now, probably not because I think I like to invest when it's like a wow. The returns that I can mm-hmm. get is a wow, yeah. not like okay. But of course, those people who missed out, I think it's not the bad you for if you have no other opportunities yeah yeah, okay yeah and you're patient enough to wait for your four percent to be realized then Mm -hmm. okay because there's no indication that ms is going to lift the cap anytime soon so that is a question mark still yeah yeah so if you if it doesn't the cap doesn't go up then your yield is going to be about three percent yeah yeah so you're going to have to stay with three percent yield for some time Mm -hmm. yeah but assuming it does lift off then you're going to get above four yeah. Yep. So what about what about Victor? Okay, so for me, I also built. Uh, sorry, I also bought the banks during the pandemic. Yeah. Right. So that was a very good price, six percent yield, right. But right, right now probably I won't add on because I I already got it at mm-hmm. a very cheap price and it's quite a significant in the portfolio. So so if you were to look at the banks, let's say for those who haven't looked, I haven't invested in the banks, right. Right now I feel that um, it still look attractive because mm-hmm. I for me like I always say. As long as banks above four percent, it's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why I'm say that is because moving forward, right? Uh, there's two catalysts that is going to unlock and push the bank price up. The first catalyst is the the un- to uncap the the dividend, right? So right now you are you are basing on the dividends that is pre-COVID, mm-hmm. but banks has a record of consistently increased dividends. So your yield may be higher than that. That's the first thing. Second is the interest rate environment. The interest rate environment has been uh, already, I think, at, at almost zero already, right? Mm-hmm. So the Fed can't keep the interest rate low for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, probably they already said that they're going to keep until 2023, right? right? So when the interest rate rise, right, which is very high probability that the interest rate is going to rise in the near future, right? Then banks will continue to perform. Mm-hmm. So that will help out in their loan. So so with these two factors, I feel that uh, the probability of them reverting back to the main is much higher than them uh, crashing unless we have another pandemic again or something else yeah right. <laughs> right. so so i think banks is still attractive at this moment okay so uh, again not a recommendation to buy or sell yep. anything uh please do your own due diligence whether you want to invest in anything like the banks or anything else yep. but we're just going to share information with you about what we look at when you base i mean based on the yield the valuations that we see and the catalyst moving yes, forward correct. but a lot of the catalysts that you're saying i mean the couple of the catalysts that you shared I mean, we're still dealing with probabilities here. Yes, right? correct. I yeah. mean, there's no guarantee that the Fed yeah. will raise interest rates. Correct. They change yeah. all yeah. the I, time. I wouldn't yeah. say it's 100% probability, <laughs> yeah. but I just say it's high probability. Yeah. So as right. an investor, you got to deal with yeah. these probabilities and whether they, you know, that yeah. risk is uh, worth it to you. Yeah, but there's also a chance that you will go the other way. Yeah, right. yeah. But I think at this point, based on the data that we have, yep. uh, the, average, the historical averages that we're comparing that data to, the banks look, pretty reasonable yep pretty reasonable uh, I bought the banks myself uh, I can't remember when actually <laughs> but, all, but I bought all three I think I told you yeah, guys yeah, right? yeah, I bought yeah, all right. three banks I couldn't decide between all three uh, and 
I mean, they've gone up. So I'm happy to just stay with my position. I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. So yeah. Lunch on you, eh? I lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Let's just have like, I don't know, like, like kaya toast or something. <laughs> <laughs> The, dividend, the like dividends have gone up, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much for listening to this roundtable. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow. And of course, if there's a YouTube version of this podcast as well, do check us out on YouTube. Uh, just search for the fifth person, and we'll see this uh, you know, this discussion as well in video as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you around.